There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Officer Dave. Joy Baker. Patty Wetterling. And Andy Brampernard. And in studio. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Absolutely. Oh. Patty, you came in oh. and we, we've loaded up. I didn't know you were coming you on in. Studio. Um, Patty, looking back on all the years ago when, when um, I came in and cut a bunch of of uh, messages to send out to the public and all the rest of it. I was so immediately impressed with you. Well, your whole family, the, the strength that you showed and the, the, the fact that you were out there trying to help other people get their things taken care of and get everything done. I will never forget the, those recording sessions. And how many years ago was that now, Patty? 34. My gosh. 34 wow. years ago my goodness so i was only like five years old then yeah. is that what you're saying yeah me too i was really young <laughs> Wait a minute. Really, she's still really, really young. young are you kidding me she <laughs> is very young it's a good That's thing true. she's married um, that his mic? andy got his mic turned on i sure do okay i just wanted to make sure oh is he uh, yeah once in a while once in a while, he'll he'll lay. Josh will lay back a little bit. Patty, Joy, Joy, how did you get involved? Oh gosh, I got involved in 2010, kind of originally. That's when I started my blog. I was in marketing and just trying to be a writer, and I started writing about a beach house down in Florida. It had nothing to do with Jacob Wetterling, and really? then yeah, really had nothing to do with true crime or anything like that. So I was blogging about this beach house. For a while, it got to be a huge epic story. People were following my blog, helping me with this mystery. And then uh, after that started to wind down, I was looking for something new to write about. And I started writing about Jacob. So you had not met Patty yet? No, that didn't come for a few years and that did not go well at first. <laughs> well, what'd you do now, Patty? <laughs> Well, I met this woman. She handed me her business card. Um, I went home and gave it to Jerry. I went to bed. I'd been on the road. And in the morning, he said, well, there goes your book. She's already written it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this Joy Baker? I had no idea who she was. And so we had about a two and a half, three hour phone call that day. And um, she earned her, her, my trust, which was you know, not easy. I'd worked with law enforcement all these years, and I was not sure. used to um, individuals 
interceding and but she is she called herself joy the curious and after 20 almost it was almost a 25 year mark when we seriously started working together and she was she was curious she was asking questions that nobody had asked she was finding she found out about those other victims um that nobody had really they might have known about it at the beginning but it was not in anybody's frame of mind of being important until joy came back and and she just ruffled things up and and we formed a partnership it was jared one of the other victims in in january of 1989 he was abducted and then released and um he was he was talked to at the very beginning after jacob was abducted but they really leaned on him hard um he emotionally just stopped and they he moved to painesville ironically but um so oh, we yeah. formed this coalition. Joy, Joy found Jared through genealogy and <laughs> research. She's good. Um, and then, so it became a foursome. Joy, Jared, my husband Jerry, and I, I, I jokingly called it, you know, a plumber, a blogger, a chiropractor, and a mom. <laughs> <laughs> All of that stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it. Joy, an interesting thing. When did we start cutting the, the PSAs, public service announcements together, Patty? Oh, gosh, it was within the first year, because I think the very first one was about um, the Jacob Wetterling Foundation, and it was a, it was mm-hmm. educational. My background before all this, I was a math teacher, and, and I was learning so much about child abduction. I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing about law enforcement or crimes against children. And once you, you learn things... I, I felt I had to share. I was trying to keep other kids safe. I wanted parents to know. I wanted to take away the fear. Their fear was just paralyzing a lot of communities. And so you helped us with that very first one. And um, and then we did a couple um, other PSAs later. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you were there from the very beginning. And it was it was... People give me credit for a lot of things, but we had support. We had Tom Bernard helping us out. I didn't know, um, I did hadn't met you, um, and it was just oh, people along the way just stood up and did what they could to to help us try to find Jacob and protect kids. Well, it was so amazing. Joy was um, so I got a call that I, you know, the Wetterling Foundation wanted me to cut some promos, uh, you know, some informational uh, ideas uh, put out there. And I, at the time, I believe Andy was about three and Alex was uh, just born, Yeah, if I remember. She had just yeah. been born, yeah. Yeah, Alex had just been born. And Joy, I'm going to tell you, and I won't even look at Patty's picture while I'm telling you this, I had to fight for about an hour to not burst into tears. I will never forget that. I'm trying to cut these promos. I'm going, yes, I'll get that. I also get real macho, you know, because it, I, Patty, I, I seriously, you, you and your husband were, were incredible to work with, but I literally had to stand there and say, I cannot, I cannot project this. I, I suppose a lot of people do. It was a very, very tough period, Joy. So you must have experienced some of that yourself, I would imagine. Oh, for sure I did. I mean, Patty's a huge role model. And yep. and not only that, I mean, of course we we love her. She's our super mom, especially in Minnesota. Yep. But at yep. the time, when you know I had started writing about the, I picked it back up again in 2013 when I was asked by a person of interest in the case actually, to uh, to look back into the case and to listen to his side of the story. And so 
I agreed to do that. And so I really was at that point interfering, I would uh, suppose, at least from law enforcement side of things. And so when, you know, Patty kind of saw what I was doing and got very concerned, both Patty and Jerry, I'm sure. And I, you know, there, there came a point where she said, um, this is starting to not feel good. This is starting to feel a little bit stalkerish. And I was, that was horrifying because by that time, that was really, you know, she went into full mama bear mode when I had found Jared and told, told her that, yeah, I had Jared over for pizza and a beer tonight. And here's what he had to tell me. And she kind of just went, oh, no, 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 no. Jared very much wanted to talk to her son, Trevor, and uh, Jacob's friend, Aaron, who had been with him that night, the night he was abducted. And she just put her foot down and said, absolutely not. Um, she was just being very protective of all three of them at that point. And I felt horrible. I felt really, really awful. And I looked at myself, you know, from standing outside my own skin and thought, good God, am I a stalker? Is this stalkerish? I felt awful. And so I did. I tried to walk away. And I thought if I, as a mom, am bringing more harm than good to another mom, I mean, that's, I thought I was helping. And um, so mm -hmm. I, I was ready to walk away. And it was Jared who just kept reeling us all back in, saying, oh, no, 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 no one's going anywhere. We're going to get together. We're going to work this out. I know that this is something we need to do. And he was right. Uh, no question about it. Patty, I, I don't know if you noticed or not, but I put the largest police officer I could find in studio with you guys. Yes, we met. <laughs> I'm glad he's on our side. <laughs> yes, that's good. Officer Dave, you must get some calls as a police officer that you just you dread responding to, I would imagine. All, all the time, Tom. Anytime, anytime that it's a child, a child is involved, it's just you go into hyper-adrenaline mode where you do everything in your power to, you know, whether it's, if it's a, something as simple as a kid fell off a bike, it's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, it's, occasionally it's happened, yep. Yeah, no question about that. Patty, do you look back on all of this now, I mean, I, at first, it's got to be, uh, I would. I'm, I guess I'm speaking for myself here. At first, it would be, well, why me? Why, why did this happen to my family? Do you go through a period like that? And did you at the beginning? Well, certainly law enforcement was looking at why us, you know. Uh, what, yeah. what about your family is unique? And, and so we went through that process, but we knew it, we didn't do anything wrong. And... Um, and it turns out it wasn't anybody that we knew. We'd never nope. met the man. He had no reason to be in St. Joe. So I'd, I really let go of that quickly. It's, it shouldn't happen. I'm, I'm just all about kids. I, it shouldn't happen to any child anywhere. No. And, and so that, that's, that was our focus, was trying to, um, to protect children from having this happen. And, and if, as we learned things along the way, I tried to get them out and... Um, so I didn't do the why me thing and, and why Jacob, really, I really didn't, but I, um, I just really think it should never happen. No, no question. And particularly, Patty, and then I'm, I'm going to, you know, I want Catherine to say a couple of words here, but uh, particularly you're in St. Joseph, Minnesota. There should be no safer place in the world, right. you would think. Right. And Jerry, being a chiropractor, knows almost everybody in town. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. It was funny. We'd go to the Christmas Chamber of Commerce thing, and it's like, oh, so good to see you, Dr. Wetterling. And um, 
Mrs. <laughs> I, nobody knew who I was. I was, I was with the kids all the time. And um, so, yeah, it was, it, it was just out of my realm of consciousness and took everybody by surprise. Yeah, I mean, like I said, St. Joseph, Minnesota, you would think, my God, I couldn't be any safer. There's no question. It's kind of funny because uh, we do the show usually is with Officer Dave is there, Andy, our, uh, Catherine, my son. But I wanted Catherine to be on the show today because I was like, well, I don't want them surrounded by three guys asking questions. I want a woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, did, did that you. make sense to you? <laughs> Thank you. Well, I just... um I mean, everybody's life changed in Minnesota after Jacob was abducted. I mean, seriously, I, I remember being completely paranoid for years about our our kids. I mean, you were on the radio, you were well known, mm -hmm. and we had this. I'm not really loved by everyone. That's not bad. That <laughs> we had this maniac running around, you know, mm -hmm. abducting children, and it was just so amazing to me that it took so long to figure out who did it. Why? is that that's a a really good question and um it's a lot of reasons you have to remember it was 1989 we did yeah. not have cell phones uh, we did have somebody gave us a cell phone it was a big honking thing and it wasn't the brick kind it had a it had a box and a little receiver sat on the box oh, yeah. and then we had the <laughs> magnet you know, antenna, um, you, you really couldn't go anywhere with this little cell phone thing. Um, they, they literally, the telephone company came and dropped a, a second line across our yard so that police could reach us and we'd leave our home phone open, phone line open in case somebody called. Um, but they, they literally dropped the line. You could see it <laughs> across the backyard. Um, so what happened was they, they collected amazing evidence they did a really good job charlie graft was sheriff and he had like 40 years of law enforcement he pulled in everybody he could think of to come and help with the horses and the the dogs and um national guard came in everybody did what what they could um but it wasn't enough this man's name came up um early on and he was oh. he was uh, arrested in january but it was more, wasn't, weren't they looking into Jared's abduction at that point in time? He was, he was looked at as a suspect and, and um, it, it didn't, there was nothing, and there was no evidence to hold him. So they followed him. They checked with, you know, coworkers. They did investigate the man. He had no prior record. He wouldn't have been on a sex offender registry, even if we'd had one. Um, so he was he, he was one of a handful of, of suspects that they never could rule in or out until um, until the very you know till nearly twenty seven years later um, and his name had come up again. I'm trying to <laughs> I look to Joy for the timelines of things at about this point my yeah. mind just started getting scrambled all over again. Yep. It was it was a a crazy crazy time um they didn't have enough he was he was suspicious they didn't have enough to pull him in everybody says they had the tire track and the shoe but it wasn't identifiable it wasn't forensically just his anybody who wore that size shoe 
It could have been you, you know, or anybody who bought those kind of Sears tires for that size car, it could have been you. It wasn't, there was no snag on the tire or he didn't wear his shoes off at the ink, at the heel or anything. It was nothing unique. Nothing specific to that right. one person, which but, a lot of people don't understand to actually tie somebody to a crime, you've got to physically put that one person, yeah, isn't singular it true person. That no amount of circumstantial evidence is enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And, and so, but, but the media would show it and visually it looked like a match. So, but that wasn't enough. So eventually they did have enough with this man. Um, just a lot of things came forward and they had, had enough to, to do a search warrant. So when they did the search, they were looking for anything Jared and anything Jacob. Um, oh, actually what else? I forgot. My timeline is, is uh, mixed up. When, a cold case review team came back. It was before the 25th anniversary, or yeah, Jerry and I went and talked to the sheriff and it's like, we, we want the team back. You've had it for 20, almost 25 years and we want the original team back. It was a BCA, the FBI, the Tri-County Major Crime Unit. We wanted everybody to take a fresh look. And by this time we were working with Joy and she had come up with a lot of other information as well. So um, he, the sheriff called a meeting and he, he literally said, Patty's upset, go ahead, Patty. <laughs> so I said, well, <laughs> you didn't have to ask twice. <laughs> I had research, I knew that there were kids who'd come home after 20 years, uh, 27 years. I knew that we needed answers and that, that it was time to, to do more. So they revisited Jared's case and Jacob's case and re-ran some um, uh, evidence in Jared's case and they got a hit on Danny Heinrich. That's probably the only time you'll hear me say his name. So there was, yes. a, there was enough, but the statute of limitations had run out. That's been fixed too. But they couldn't charge him for that abduction and, and sexual assault, but they could get a search warrant. So yeah. then when they, they did that. They we learned so much as law enforcement from what you guys went through that, you know, well, we have to remove this. We have to change this. This has to be fixed. Right. So yeah. I thought that there was no statute of limitations on murder. There, there's brain? not so that's okay. that is why they were able to get their search warrant and they were able to do what they did because they were now moving to the possibility of a murder case okay at, at first i believe it was just an abduction and they weren't believing the the murder part there was no evidence yeah. to, to, to suggest uh, that right yeah but then they so they found all of this pornography um oh god and it was really troubling because at this point he lived a block from a middle school, which is about the age that he was targeting, and he still was taking pictures, not not nude photos, but compromising pictures. And um, so he, he was arrested for on those pornography charges. Um, we thought, they, the law enforcement said, we're hoping that there will be a quick turnaround. We can pressure him into telling more. They knew that he had taken Jared and they'd all along thought that these two were connected. So, but it wasn't a quick turnaround. It was 10 months before that he, um, his lawyer contacted the U.S. Attorney's Office. And Pretty amazing. The whole story is amazing. Joy, uh, talk about the, the book if you would. Yeah, the book, well, that, that's an amazing turn of events in this, in this whole thing. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Patty, in, back in 2015, when we were just kind of really 
into in, in deep with investigating and looking into all the Painesville cases and trying to make connections and talk to those those people and those um, survivors really of, of attacks in Painesville on young teenage boys. That's about the time Patty um, had said, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book. I've started it over the past several years on and off. Would you be interested in helping me? And I said, well, of course, sure. What exactly are you thinking? And she said, well, gosh, I just have, it's so big. It's such a big story. I don't know how to even begin. But she said, I had. I have so much stuff. I have so much stuff. Do you think maybe you could just help me get a handle on the stuff? And I said, well, sure, sure, of course. Just I'll, what do you, what do you, think, you know, you want me to come pick it up? And she said, yeah, that'd be great. She said, I'm going to be gone. I'll be in Washington, D.C. this week, but Jerry, Jerry will be home. Why don't you just come pick it up and arrange with Jerry? And I said, sure. So I went up to her house, and oh, my goodness, the stuff. It was just, it filled the whole back of my Ford Explorer, and it was like cases and boxes, and there were grocery bags and kitty litter boxes full of things. And I took it all home and thought, oh, my goodness, where do I even begin? And so I began by going to my very favorite place in the world, which is the container store. And I bought a bunch of airtight, watertight bins and just started organizing things. And that's how it all got started. And and, and in the midst of all of that is when Danny Heinrich was arrested. And I was Mm -hmm. sorting through Jacob's things, Jacob's handwritten journals and his, you know, little artwork that he'd made over the years and cards that he'd made for his mom and dad and and that broke my heart. I remember just going down after his arrest and staring at those bins and just having a complete come apart. I just, because yeah. uh, I thought, if it's him, oh, good God, you know, where's Jacob? Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. What a story. Josh is still in the studio, isn't he? Yes, I am still in the studio. I'm just fascinated just listening to how this thing has, has been put together. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. But Josh, you're a very smart man. That's why I wanted to toss it to you. You you probably have a question or two. Just a, just a, well, these are more emotional questions than any than oh, anything yeah. else. As a, as a parent, uh, I cannot imagine going through what you've what you went through and probably still go through uh, to to this day. I know it can be a little uh, cathartic to talk about it, but I'll say as as a parent. Um, should anything have happened to, to any of my children, I'd be still, just still devastated to this day, even just bringing it up. So uh, I'll say that the power that you have to continue to talk about it and advocate not only for your son, but for other sons and daughters that are out there is, is, is truly am amazing uh, to me. And the strength that you have to you know, continue this on. I knew what we were, what we were fighting for. I know Jacob. I knew his uh, fun personality. He's smart. He's a good sport. Um, and I could hear him. I honestly, he he played goalie. And <laughs> first of all, he learned how to play hockey, which was fun. But when, suddenly, he wanted to be goalie. I'm like. How can you do this to your mother? Really, you know, it was a lot of pressure. Uh, it, it's it's all it's all the gear. I like the gear. I like to be the center of oh attention. I think that's you know yeah. the center of attention, and you know knowing that um, as a goalie you're protecting something, and exactly he obviously was protecting his um, brother and right and, and friend. And I, when he was goalie, I asked him if it ever bothered him when um, somebody scored against him. And he was, he's got a great attitude. It's like, no, not really. Um, if it went in, that was a great shot. If I stopped it, that was a great save. And I honestly, I thought about that all throughout this journey. When I, whenever another missing child came home, Elizabeth Smart came home after nine months, and I, I could hear yeah. Jacob in the background saying, that was a great save. We worked oh. hard to get kids to come home. I, I served on the National Center board, and I actually, when all this went down, I was chair of the board, and we were looking to a nationwide search for a new CEO. So I had my hands full mm -hmm. on, on trying to, to commit to that. And so Jerry was the, he was the strong family person he 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 could keep up with joy and jared and everything that was going on and i was the i, I would catch up when i got home but um it was it's like think about just for a minute what would you do to protect your child you know you'll do anything and and that's what i, I just kept going forward and and asking questions i drove stearns county nuts i'm sure i remember one time i got involved in doing law enforcement presentations because i knew that there was very little training yep. back then, and so, and so um, I was the victim perspective how to how to work with these families. And I'd worked. We set up a program to network, and so I knew I'd worked with lots and lots of families, and I, I could I could do these these trainings. Um, at the time, 1989, the FBI was in charge of our case. They all came from the bank robbery division, and you know, as a parent, you want you want them you want people to know exactly what, what they're there doing. is yeah. yeah 
So I lost my train of thought where I was going with this whole story. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was Jacob. He, I, I swear he has a very strong spirit, and he, he guided this, this journey. All, Trevor said it best. He said he, he wasn't ready to go. He, he still had work to do. Well, and I think Patty's being very um, humble, as she always is, but she said mm-hmm. something to the effect of, you know, how far would any parent go to protect their kid? Well, yes, of course we would all go to great lengths, but she went beyond that. She went beyond and beyond over and over and over again. And it was so very important for me to have her write this book in her own words. And I think, you know, I called her super mom before, and that is... We go out on these, uh, these events now and do these speaking events and book signings, and I can't tell you, especially the moms who come up and just want to hug her and want their photo taken with her and to tell her, you know, oh, my gosh, I remember exactly where I was when Jacob was taken. And every single person has a story to tell, and they just, she's, she's got an X factor about her. And when we started writing this book, I said, Patty, people are going to want to know where this strength comes from. I mean, where, how, surely, surely this didn't come from nowhere. Surely there have been things in your background, in your growing up years mm-hmm. that affected you, that caused you to have this strength. And there were. She has an amazing, amazing backstory, and I was fascinated to hear all of it. So fascinated, in fact, that our book was like 600 and some odd pages before we had to cut it all down, which was so hard because a yeah. lot of that had to go. That was, I think, really painful for Patty. Maybe you write another book? We should. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I could write part one and part two of Patty Waterlink. Yeah, the editing part was really hard because actually oh. we stopped writing after Heinrich was um, after we got after we had answers and and Jacob um, we brought him home not the way we wanted to but I was devastated and I it took about two years and Joy did a lot of coaching and it's like start with tell me about you know where were you born you know just so I could write about safe topics and so that's where the whole beginning was and we had written a lot of the book we we took we um during COVID we rented a an Airbnb VRBO yeah Yeah, VRBO Mm -hmm. uh we isolated and did everything precautionary and brought a ton of groceries and stayed in this house thinking we were going to finish this book and met with a an editor uh coach person and she pretty much said no you can't go 100 pages before you get to Jacob's abduction you gotta so we anyway we had to start over it was probably the third time we'd start started over Um, but it was a whole different book I'd started to write the book as one more way for people to keep Jacob's story alive and to keep hope alive and to keep people searching and and protecting their own children and um, now it was a a different book Um, and it was, you used the word cathartic. It was, for me, I had never stopped to look back. I was constantly, what, what are we going to do next? You know, I got, I got to keep Jacob's story out. I, that's the way kids are found is when there's their name and their story and their pictures out there. And, and I was constantly, what's next, what's next? And after he was found, I did go through a, a, a really horrible time of feeling uh, futility. What was my life all about? What was that all about? You know, 27 years of doing this, and I was a searching parent, and now who are you? And um, it was it was a long way back, but um, Joy, Joy coached me into starting writing again. And, and actually, 
I get asked this question a lot, so I'm just going to tell you the answer. <laughs> Why did you write the book? Uh, you know, for me, it was um, it was to be a, a thank you for all the people who helped along the way. And reviewing what we went through was was helpful to me. We it, it brought perspective and, and re, I could reflect over it all. And one thing that we've learned on the road with it, with book sales is um, nobody had a chance to process the ending. If you think about any crime, just think of any crime. We had, Jerry and I were told on Monday night this guy might be willing to talk. A lot went on that week. The following Monday was Labor Day, and Tuesday was a hearing, and he, she told the world what he had done. And within about five, six weeks, there was sentencing. I mean, that never happens, yep. never, it's years, yeah. years. Yeah. So it was like, nobody had a chance to even process this this long journey that they'd been on with us. And um, so I, I'm hopeful that the book helps other people too, get, kind of get some perspective. And 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 it really is a, a love, my love for Jacob and, and the um, my gratitude for all the people who helped us. And, and to, it's a, it's a, it's a, request that people follow their hearts and don't give up and and you know regular people can do amazing things we joy and i talk a lot about the victims in painesville many of these men had never told anybody but oh. once once given the opportunity and jared was so brave he talked and 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 then joy had found these others and, and jared said i think i know some of them and then other people would come forward. She can probably tell this better than I of how these people came forward. But it's a grieving community. They went through a lot, and there were a lot of victims who had never gotten any help. And um, so it's it's a it's an opportunity to to say thank you and to honestly thank law enforcement. They never quit. Our sheriff was on the wrong guy. <laughs> I mean, he had named a person of interest, and so that was frustrating at the end. But there were detectives still working, and when that team came back, um, they pulled all the pieces together. Nobody, nobody gave up. And I, I thank law enforcement. Nobody, nobody calls 911 when they're having a good day. And we, <laughs> yeah. we expect you to come and to know exactly what to do and whatever. And right now, I think law enforcement's getting beaten up. And I, I just want to say there's a lot of times that they should be thanked as well. So thank you. What's so great about this, Patty? Enjoy just having you in studio. Uh, I don't know what it's all about, but there's a lot of, and it's flat out hatred in the world right now. I don't know in my, all my years of being alive that people have been this mean and this filled with hate and turning on one another. And it's all over the world. You can't get away from it. Uh, if they want to sit down and watch this interview, listen to this interview, how you can walk away hating anyone or wanting to harm anyone, I would never understand. I'll give you an example. Uh, about 10 minutes ago, you were talking about your son, and I teared up a little bit. And I looked over, and so did Officer Dave. <laughs> and I've been asked many, many times, yeah, I saw you. You were tearing <laughs> I did see it, which is a great thing. Giant and I'm tears. glancing at my son, Andy, who's, you know, at the control. And I just, uh, I've been asked many times, and this is a true story. Who's the toughest guy? Because I used to, you know, do a lot of power lifting and hang out with a lot of professional wrestlers and boxers and people like that. And I've always been asked, who's the toughest guy you've ever met? And I said, it's not a guy. It's Patty Wetterling. 
Hmm. True story. Oh, wow. Yeah, 100%. It's true. Now, you made me tear up again, Patty, damn it. <laughs> I can always tell when I'm emotional because my voice gets higher rather than lower. <laughs> really kind of weird. Constricts. So, again, where the book is available. The name of the book is? Dear Jacob, along the way, I kept... I kept writing letters to him. Um, oh, yeah. How do you, how do you, we, I didn't want to have Thanksgiving. I wanted, this is just grill hamburgers, and my family vetoed that. They wanted Thanksgiving, and, and but it was hard because it's such a tradition. And then Christmas, and I pulled out the Christmas stuff, and there's his letters to Santa and his stocking oh, that I made. I mean, it was really, really hard. So I, so I would write to him. It's like, we, you know, we nobody's quit, and I would share what we were doing, and, and then later his cousin got married. I wanted him to know that Alan got married. And so, you know, I had written all these letters along the way and um, I wanted to, at one point, just hand him this envelope of, you know, what we'd done to find him, but that didn't happen. But I had written, and it was, it was helpful to me to kind of know what was going on in our life at different times. So then, um, it's, called, it's called Dear Jacob, A Mother's Journey of Hope, and um, we're actually going to be at a bookstore tonight. Yeah. Oh, good. We're going to be at Barnes & Noble in Edina, near Southdale. So that's happening tonight. Oh, gosh, I should know. You just say Barnes & Noble. It's in the Galleria Mall. Yes. On the lo lower level. <laughs> there you go. Josh to the rescue. Big fan yeah. over there of Barnes & Noble. Josh to the rescue. Well, I am a big, big fan. I'm one of the, they actually have a very good bakery there. That's awesome. And you know what's right over there, too? The container store. <laughs> I don't stop oh, at the oh. container store. Oh, I tend to stop Patty at there, re sure. restaurants. There's a good restaurant there called Cove. Mm. Oh, oh, Cove yeah. is great. So that's one of my favorite, favorite places. If you go there, just ask for... Dave Rickhouse, who's the uh, general manager, tell them, tell them, tell him that Josh sent you. Okay, <laughs> perfect. We got Thank a reference. You, here. you got a, re a reference. And Tom, no, I, no. I just want to add to your earlier comment. I we lived through this horrible trauma, but along mm -hmm. the way, I, we have met so many amazing people. There's way more good people in the world than bad. It's, it's sometimes it's hard to remember. Sometimes that. it yes. is, but, it's but very the little town of St. Joseph, Minnesota, rallied, and everybody stood up, and and then the the entire state of Minnesota just was united. I I think the world needs that feeling again. We need to pull together. I can't think of a greater cause than protecting our children so that they have the right to grow up and follow their dreams. And it's going to take all of us to do that. But it's it's let it, setting aside some of the differences and let's let's unite around absolutely protecting our kids and that whole eleven for Jacob movement that all of Minnesota and beyond became involved in that was so oh my gosh that was so needed I think we all were just devastated by the darkness and the horror that we lived through in those end days learning what had happened and out of nowhere that started with kids. And Patty, you should tell this story. <laughs> we, um, one of my friends at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children had a nephew after Jacob was found, and he wanted to put 11 on his cheek for a soccer tournament that weekend. Mm -hmm. So they called for permission, and Jerry and I thought that was a, an amazing thing, and it came from a, an 11-year-old kid out in Arlington, Virginia, or Alexandria, Virginia. So 
then our office in their brilliance thought, but it should stand for something. And so they took all of the talks and everything that they'd ever heard me say about Jacob and, and put them down. And um, you know, I have the list. We can put it on your, post it on your site. Um, but suddenly it turned from this horrible, devastating news of how Jacob had been killed to talking about how he lived and right. how we want other kids to live. And it, it's so often this issue gets tied to sex education. It's, it's not that. It's about being a decent human being. I, be fair, be kind, be understanding, be honest, be thankful, be a good sport, be a good friend, be joyful, be generous, be gentle with others, and be positive. And I truly believe if we nurtured these in our, in our children growing up, we would have citizens who wouldn't grow up to harm another. And I, I just, I, I want that to be his legacy, and I want that to be the world that we still believe in. I love that. Isn't that just magnificent? I mean, it's just a wonderful message. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. We need a lot more people like you. And by the way, Patty, I got to say one thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> last time I saw you was what, about 30 years ago? Is that right? Probably. <laughs> Probably 30 years ago. Why don't you look any older? <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah, you, you check your vision lately. <laughs> I got a lot of wrinkles. I earned every one of them. <laughs> yeah, I bet you earned every wrinkle you have. It just, you're so strong. And Joy, thank you very much for, for doing the book in the, in the first place. Thank it's you. just one of those situations where I will never forget the honor it has been in my life to have met the Wetterlings. Uh, it was you know, just watching them while I'm, I'm talking about these things on microphone. They're played all over the United States. And it taught me a lot about what real people are all about. You know, you're a very real, you, you're a very real couple. Very, very nice people. And thank you. there are all these other people out there that, you know, well, there are some people I don't like very much. <laughs> you know, these people that want to do nothing but what you were talking about stir the pot and cause hatred and oh i'm upset i'm a victim everybody's a victim patty how do you deal with that when you see people on tv going oh i'm a victim no you're not well no everybody has something going on in their life and that's what yeah. i think we've been tying into this energy um with with the book i've talked to parents who've lost kids to um disease uh cancer car accidents suicide and and, and people will often say, but it's not the same as, but, but part of it is. It's yeah. the, the loss of a child and nobody, we're not, it's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the order of things. We're not supposed to out, outlive our, our children. And um, I, I, 
I feel, I don't know. It was Jacob who pulled me out of the dark and looking towards the, the light. And I, I feel for people who, who are in that dark place and hope that they can get some help. And I get a lot of, I had a lot of counseling and actually Jerry and I were struggling and it was two BCA agents who came and talked to us. And they'd send Denny and Joel whenever something was coming <laughs> down, you know, we're gonna polygraph your husband. And you know, it was like, it was always Denny and Joel, but this time they came and they said, we're both divorced. It's not uncommon in law enforcement, but we can see you're, have, you're struggling. Um, you need to get some help. We want Jacob to have a home to come home to. And so we did. We and we now in April celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. I'm proud of that. <laughs> it That's is big huge. time. We we did it. It was hard. I think marriage can be hard on a good day. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> it was hard getting through this, but you know, he's a good man and and I'm so grateful and our our kids are better because of it. I just want to point out that when you said that some of the good days are hard, Catherine looked right at me. So <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame her, Tom? No, no, I can't. Oh, my, you're such a joy. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, my goodness. You Listen to this. You joy. <laughs> joy sitting right there. You took a shot at her. Unbelievable. So, Joy, tell me the book. Um, are you real happy? Well, like you said, it was what, 600 pages long. There might be a part two, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. No, we managed to whittle it down to 300 and some odd pages. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's something we're both really, really proud of. And it was so hard to write for all the reasons. Of course, when we started, Patty mentioned it was really, I would say, a legacy piece. I wanted um, her to write her own memoir in her words and it to be a tribute to her and to Jacob. And then in the middle of all of it, there was a whole new ending that we had to write and we didn't even know how or if we should continue on and patty mentioned how she struggled we there, we had to set it away for two years from um 2016 to 2018 we didn't write at all not a thing okay and it was really a friend of mine a friend of a friend actually who offered us her cabin she said joy you guys you need to write this book you need to finish this patty needs to finish this book and she offered us her cabin which happens to be on lake coronas in paynesville and so paynesville has stepped it up again and again and again the people of paynesville are amazing and they have been through so much gosh on top of everything on top of all the victimization that took place there then to find out that jacob that is where they found him i mean it was just one thing on top of another and they they have really tried, you know, hard to, to rally up from that, and they have. So I'm proud of this book. I'm pr so proud of them for coming forward, and I'm so incredibly proud of Jared. Jared was the game changer in all of this. He was the one, the catalyst. that He had an open case, too. And so he had the, the merit to go forward and to, to go to the law enforcement and say, you know, I need answers. What, what's going on with my case? What's happening here? And because he did that, that is what pushed things forward. It's an amazing story. I, uh, and you can tell me it's none of my business, Patty, no question about it. But I, would, I still find myself about three, four times a week talking to my mother, who's no longer with us. Do you once in a while talk to Jacob? Oh, I do. I do. I yeah. see him. Um, he had given us, he had made this art project. It was a, an eagle when he was in fifth grade. And eagles seem to follow us wherever we go. 
So I see these eagles. It's like, hi, Jake. <laughs> you know, he's, he's still with me, you know, and it's strengthening. It is because, you know, he was a gift. It was way too short of our time with him, but honestly, I, I can still hear him cheering when we find other missing kids, and I can still see him. Um, uh, my, my mom passed away as well, and my sister, and I, you know, he's in good comp, Jerry's parents. So, um, yeah, he's, he's uh, been well-loved, and uh, yeah, but he, he's still, he still comes to me in, in dreams and in, in yeah. eagles. <laughs> well, my mother comes to me in dreams, but she's always yelling at me when she does. <laughs> Can you blame her, Tom? Come on. <laughs> no, I do not blame her. I, I cannot tell you what an honor it is to have both of you in studio, the fact that you came in and did this. Um, it's always been a very special thing to me and to be personally involved in the situation. That's why all these 30 some years later, I still tear up thinking about it. And, and it's because I was so emotionally involved. I can't believe how high my voice is. I can't even talk to my natural <laughs> voice. <laughs> but in any case, thank you so much, both of you. And where can people, where, where's the, uh, the book signing tonight again? It's at Barnes & Noble in Edina, the Galleria. And uh, gosh, I want to say it starts at 7. Might be 5. Don't quote me on that. But uh, if I were you and you're interested in attending, certainly go to DearJacobBook.com. That is um, where they would find that whole information. Go to the so events DearJacobBook.com. We'll put that up on our website, obviously. But, um, Patty, I'd like to check in once in a while and, and just see how you're doing, how the family's doing, all the things that you've done to help people through their struggles. I, I bet you don't even know how many thousands of people you've inspired, millions of people probably inspired by showing the strength that you have. It's amazing. You're an amazing person. Thank you. You've been with us from the very beginning, so I was honored to to get the invite back. So thank you. All right. I have to go get my real voice back now. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, Tom. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a magnificent day. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Patty. And everybody else, you've asked great questions. I got to see a six foot four, 300 pound police officer cry on camera. That was good. <laughs> Josh, thank you for uh, your great questions as well. Everybody involved. And I wanted Catherine sitting next to me this whole interview because she is my strength. There's no doubt about it. Right. Don't cry. I'm not You're going. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mom power. Yep. Mom power.